0: This is an ohs.com.au production.
1: Welcome to episode 66 of the Australian Health and Safety Business Podcast. I'm Brendan Terazzi, the host of the show and today I'm with Graham Cowan, who's an author and speaker in mental health and also the co-founder of Wecare 365. Hi, Graham. How are you going? Hi, thanks, Brendan. So how did you end up in mental health? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't mean that in the, uh, the medical uh, point of view, but I'm just curious as to see, you know, how you got to where you are.
0: Yeah, it's, it is a very interesting question because, um, you know, I worked previously in sales and marketing and human resources. And then in um, the early 2000s, I was working as a search specialist recruiter in the, in the e-commerce area. And that whole area collapsed and my business collapsed during that period of time. And so it led to a very long, disabling, depressive illness, which lasted for about five years where I didn't work. And um, I started to gradually come out of that after that period. I, you know, exercised, reconnected with family and friends. But also I wrote a book called Back from the Brink, where I interviewed people who've been through really tough times and found out what really worked in their recovery and uh, and then through that I met uh, Gavin Larkin the founder of okay back in um, March 2009 and I was part of a a small group of four of us that uh, launched the four um you know the full AUOK okay day and uh, I've been on the board there for 13 years I just uh, recently stepped down in December
1: So uh, that's how I got involved in the mental health space. So Graham, was it that, um, you know, back back in that sort of dot com era, you were heading down a certain pathway and then things didn't go the way you were hoping they were going and that sort of hit you hard at the time?
0: Yeah, I think it was a bit of a crisis of meaning because suddenly, you know, the work turned off. Um, I was responsible for a team and, and it was very difficult to navigate those times. I guess, uh, I have also realized that I do have a predisposition to depression. I've had it the, you know, four or five times a serious episode in my life. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, you know, it really brought home to me two things, the importance of, you know, prevention and, and keeping yourself in a good place, but also the importance of catching things early. Mm. And, uh, you know, we'd start to feel yourself going a little bit off track, taking action from that.
1: Well, it must be amazing, um, you know, hearing you speak because you're speaking from, you know, a personal experience. And so it's not like you're talking about it in uh, theoreticals. It's actually happened to you. And then you've got some lessons that you've brought out of that to be able to move on.
0: Yeah, very much so. And I've learned that my Story really matters. People really, um, do see it as not someone speaking from theory, but from personal experience. Um, but I also really combine it. I see myself as bilingual, speaking the language of mental health and business and yeah. putting that all together. And, you know, one of the big uh, insights that I got from my personal experience is that managers are really a linchpin in mental health, and they have their capacity to improve mental health or to really damage it. And there's been a lot of research that has come out recently that supports that. I recently posted on LinkedIn a a topic that said, if you want to improve employee mental health, give them good managers. So quite a simple line. Mm. But I also backed it up with a recent uh, study that had just been published, and it just went crazy. It was. It's had now 2.5 million views. It's been... Wow. It's got, yeah, it's got 45,000 likes and it's been shared or reposted like 4,500 times. And it just really brought it home to me just how important the role of the manager is, but also how the team works together for Team Mental Health.
1: That's, that's really cool. So it's just like, in a way, an innocent post, but yet you've managed to hit a nerve somewhere across. Is it mainly Australia, or is it? Is it all? Like, I guess it's it's universal, <laughs> right? It's like the same. Doesn't matter what country you're in, you're still going to have. We're still all human, so.
0: It, it is. It
1: is uh,
0: totally universal. Like it has gone all around the world. But what was interesting, I guess, is just looking at the comments when they posted this and things like they just say things like 100 percent agree," "true." Um, You know, I've experienced good and bad managers. Uh, So it just really confirmed what I sort of had felt intuitively um, and in in the most dramatic way.
1: And is that, like, when you say good managers, is is it an education piece? Like getting managers to empathise with, like, say you're a manager and you don't have, you've never had mental health issues, so it's hard to relate. Mm. Is it an education piece? Like how do you actually... How do you actually communicate that as a manager?
0: Yeah, well, in terms of being able to identify someone that's struggling, um, you know, out of my book, I surveyed over 4,000 people to find out what would work best in their recovery. And it came to an acronym called iCare. And so mm-hmm. i is for identify. And yeah, you know, for people who haven't experienced it before, being able to look at the, uh, the signs that matter is really important. So it's usually around changes. Changes in behaviour, changes in mood, changes in circumstances. And that then leads on to the C for compassion, which is putting yourself in their shoes and asking, are you okay? And really listening, you know, trying to solve problems straight away, but really listening. The A is to help them access experts. So that could be to call their employee assistance program, could be to see their GP, see a psychologist, the R is for revitalizing work. And, uh, you would know this, Brendan, from your work, I'm sure that, um, being connected with our workmates is good for recovery. And, uh, you know, people, if they're sent home to, you know, to stare at the wall, that's not good for them. Mm. And the final thing is E for exercise, you know, E and, uh, you know, we've all, all experienced that, you know, if we do exercise. It does tend to improve our mental health.
1: Mm. Okay. And so. Um what was the, sorry what was the name of your book again that you that you published?
0: It's called Back from the Brink.
1: Back, Back from, from the, the Brink. Brink, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And it was that self-published or it, um how have you got it out there? Uh,
0: I've, I've published uh, 3 in that in that series in the Back oh, wow. from the Brink. Yep. And the, the first two were self-published but the yeah. The last one, um, which was was I I've got an international publisher, a group in California called New Harbinger, okay. And they're, one the, they're one of the biggest um, publishers in the U.S. for psychology and self-help books, and so everything that went into that book had to be backed up by by evidence. Yeah. Um, but, but more than anything, it includes their stories. And uh, you already highlighted before how important stories are to resonate with people. And, uh, yeah, you know, the stories shared in there were, were wide ranging, um, but uh, people that had worked out what to do to stay well.
1: And and what's that book called, Graham? Oh, uh, that one's called Back from the Brink too. Oh, okay, not <laughs> yeah. not Back to the Brink three because the- <laughs> no, still
0: it was an international
1: version. Oh, okay, so it's is it the same book republished, or no, it's, not. It's, it's like you tweaked according to the times and new information? Yeah, et well,
0: and I interviewed overseas people. So, for example, I interviewed Alistair Campbell, who was previously Tony Blair's chief advisor. Yeah. Um, Patrick Kennedy, who is the nephew of JFK, I interviewed um, Trish Goddard, who once did the 730 report here in Australia. She now lives um, in the US. So I interviewed 10 altogether, plus this survey of uh, 4,000 people to find out what worked best in their recovery.
1: Mm. It's funny, isn't it? When you look back on things like, say you're having a crisis and you're going, this is the worst thing in the world. And then I'd imagine that now you're looking back on that crisis that happened back at the beginning of the 2000, going, "Thank God that happened because it set me on a set me on a trajectory that uh, maybe you never could have imagined."
0: That's 100% uh, right, Brendan. You know, at the time you think, "Why me? Why me? Poor old me!" But um, I remember because I. During that period, my marriage broke down and I had to go back and live with my parents. I just wasn't able to look after myself. But I remember feeling very sorry for myself and being in the kitchen. I'd recently come out of hospital, a psychiatric hospital, and I was just saying, why me, why me? And I remember my mother just sort of, you know, zeroed in with a mother-type stare and she said, uh, I believe you'll use this experience to help other people oh, wow. and at the time. At the time, I thought that was, you know, just crazy, mm. but it did turn out to be very prophetic, and um, and I think mm. also just gradually guided me to try and assist people to prevent these things happening in the first place.
1: Mm. It sounds like, from my view looking in, it sounds like it's a blessing, really. Like as hard as it was at the time, it's a blessing that you've been able to use it for, you know, positive means. So, um, with your, yeah, I do. With your with your latest book, it's um, is it just the US or um, in multiple countries?
0: Yeah, no, it was um, published uh, internationally, and actually became a bestseller in China. If you oh. that. It was, uh, wow! Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 it was it was translated into Mandarin, and I've sold more books in China um for that book than any other book. So, isn't, uh, isn't that interesting? It did really go beyond. Yeah. yeah, very very interesting, and yeah. uh, there tends to be a lot more stigma in some of those uh, Asian countries around mental health in Japan or Korea or, or China. But um, I think because I had some well-known people in there, and um, I had a testimonial from Tony Blair in the uh, for the book, and I think all that probably counted to help um, break down stigma a bit.
1: Oh, that's amazing! So I, I, I'd imagine you're in um, high demand for speaking now, or you. Has it increased that?
0: Yeah, a, yeah, no. It's it's a it's a big part of my uh, work, Brendan. I I do that in the form of keynote presentation at conferences or workshops. But uh, you mentioned at the start, WeCare Three Six Five, and this is a um, a business that I co-founded with a real e-learning expert called Brendan Carter. And what we do there is to create scalable learning. That, um, enables, you know, it to be done across a very large number of people. And we're just rolling, rolling out a program now for a retail group, which has got over 2,500 managers in 550 locations. And they're doing our weekend manager course first for all their managers. And then about two months after that, they're rolling out we care for all of their 15,000 employees. So this really came about through studying some of the science of learning that tells us that we forget 75% in six days if it isn't reinforced with space learning. And so we've designed this program to be really easy to access, practical and ongoing, so that hopefully it it builds a a language inside the organisation about how to support each other.
1: And and so the initial you said weekend course, is it a face to face course to start and then followed up by e learning? Is that how it works or is it all online? It,
0: it it varies all the time. You know, obviously during the pandemic it was released via Zoom or remotely. Mm. Um now sometimes it is done in person, but in most situations it is still done via Zoom or Teams because yep. usually launched around Australia and so you know, it's practical to do this, whereas, uh, you know, otherwise you have to fly people to all yeah. these locations. It uh,
1: becomes cost prohibitive, doesn't it, to, with that it many does. people on different locations. So that, that program, how many hours does that, the initial program, how, how long does that run for?
0: It takes, for the manager, it takes from 50 to 60 minutes, and then it's followed up with 12-nudge videos, and so... Um, you know, that a manager elects to get those, but then they would receive one email per week with a two minute video, which reminds them of one part of the course and encourages them to put that into action. And then there's a third element as well called weekend momentum. And that's a client team portal and that contains videos and copy for newsletter and, um, intranet graphics so that they can keep the, 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 um, you know, the message Reinforcing for a year after their launch.
1: Wow, that and that sounds very uh, easy to digest. Like sixty minutes and then a two-minute video once a week for for twelve weeks. Did, I'm interested to hear. Did the yeah, the, the, did. the posts that you put out on LinkedIn did that come after week <laughs> air or because that, that would have would have been a, a it, nice underline. For, it did come up to yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. It did It did come after WeCare being formally published and, um, you know, it, it really helped and, and, you know, your viewers can't see this, but, you know, the I care framework that I spoke about, that's the framework that is part of WeCare, which is the 50-minute uh, WeCare Manager, which is the 50 or 60-minute Manager course. And then there's a, a shorter WeCare course, which is like 25 minutes for every employee.
1: Mm, amazing. 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 That's uh, That sounds like you're doing great work um, helping people.
0: It is, um, you know, really, really lucky when you're doing work that you find meaningful and, uh, you know, just like I'm sure you find in your role, Brendan, when you know it's making a difference, it, it does really, really help. And, uh, you know, I think it really um, improves our own level of wellbeing and resilience when we know we've got a purpose about what we do.
1: You mentioned um, at the beginning of the recording that you were involved with Are Okay, or you you had been on the board for a number of years. What's the Are Okay is a pretty recognizable brand for a lot of people, I think. What What's the difference between the two? Like, is Are Okay more sort of consumer focused, or just explain the the difference for us? Yeah, sure.
0: And Are um, Okay has been really about identifying someone who's struggling and having a conversation. But it really hasn't been about what you do after that. How do you seek help? And so they've referred to other partners like, you know, Beyond Blue and Black Dog and and Lifeline, et cetera, et cetera, which is all fantastic. But in my um, book and in the research I did with these 4,500 people, I also got to understand um, that people want simple guidance. And people that had been through a tough time, often their biggest regret was not getting a rigorous diagnosis early enough. And so in the program, the We Care 365 programs, I really chose to put practical things in there about things like how to find a mental health savvy GP, how to prepare for a mental health discussion with a you know, GP or a psychologist or a psychiatrist, how to exercise when you don't feel like exercising. And so it was really largely um summarising the findings of that uh, that global book into just bite-sized pieces. And so when people finish the Week Care or the We Care Manager course, there's 16 help sheets that they can go back to immediately and They can forward that to the person who could be struggling. If you're trying to support a teammate and they've never seen a GP before, well, to able to send them to a help sheet about how to find a mental health savvy GP and how to prepare for a mental health discussion. That's how we really seek to add value. And then the other thing is that the the whole WeCare 365 can be fully integrated within a client's learning management system. So it can be totally customised for them in terms of their logos, their colours, images of their employees. Um, and it could also have links to all their support services like the EAP, uh, manager assist, or any mental health or wellbeing programs they might have, or even links to all the people in the company that have done the mental health first aid course. So we try to tie all those things together and make it easy for people to find.
1: Oh, that's, that sounds tremendous. It's, uh, I mean, I, I, I like the practical element of it, that it's not just, again, not just theory, it's actually understanding, but then actually how to how to do this stuff in an easy way. Amazing. So, yeah. so what what's next for you, Graham? It sounds like you've been quite busy over the last uh, <laughs> couple of years, and I, I would imagine the pandemic has sort of, uh, I guess, accelerated a lot of your work as well.
0: It has. It's uh, the last three years been the busiest of my career, and um, you know, tragically, that is because there has been many, many mental health issues play out because of the pandemic, particularly in places like Melbourne, you know, where there's been real, um, you know, really tight lockdowns. Um, so whereas We Care Manager focuses on identifying people who are struggling and being able to ask the right question and guide them. The next thing that we're focusing on is uh, psychological safety, team psychological safety. You know, which um, Google found was the number one predictor of their best teams. And so, this is where people can be their authentic selves. It's where they feel comfortable taking moderate risks and know that if it doesn't work out, they won't be sacrificed. We'll all learn from it, and move forward. And for teams where we feel a sense of caring for each other, um, having each other's back and, um, you know, enjoying what we do and how we do it. And so that's the next course, which we're just piloting piloting at the moment, We Care Site Safety, which uh, ultimately tries to prevent issues happening in the first place.
1: Yep. Okay. No, that sounds great. And whereabouts are you physically located, Graham? I guess it doesn't really matter in a sense, because it's a lot of this delivery Zoom or Violent management systems but are you being i don't know do you do you speak overseas and around australia or yeah
0: i have um you know spoken overseas of course that diminished substantially oh. in the last sort of 3 years but yeah. yeah i speak all over australia um and uh and in new zealand as well
1: oh fantastic okay well thanks very much for coming on the show today to um explain what you do Graham. if uh listeners want to find out a little bit more about your services and, and what you provide. What's your website?
0: Uh, it's grahamcowan.com.au. That's my sort of speaking and workshop website. And weekcare365.com.au contains the information about these uh, simple, scalable programs that help managers lead mentally healthy teams.
1: That's great. OK, Graham, thanks so much.
0: Really appreciate your support, Brad. That's- Really appreciate your support, Brendan. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you. You've been listening to an ohs.com.au production.
1: I hope you've been enjoying listening to the podcast. If you are, it would be great if you could help us out by leaving us a review and sharing this with friends and colleagues.